Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, welcome back to Brooko Mode for episode... 35. I'm joined by Jack again. Fuck, I feel like I'm about to live here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so basically, we're going live on TikTok with this episode. Um, we don't usually go live, so um, it's just to try saying, try saying different and see how it goes. Um, so following on from last conversation, so we'll start with, we'll start with Catter's prompt. Basically, reached out to the audience and we said, what do you guys want to hear from us? And one of the things we got back was, you know, people say be yourself, but how do you be yourself when you don't know who you are? Yeah. And there's probably times we go in our lives where, you know, we get lost and I'll tell you what, that, that recording ourselves is, um, is, is definitely telling you. Um, everyone says be yourself, but how do, is, how do we find ourselves? Is it trying... Different things. What defines who you want to be? Is it you? Well, I think it is. Yeah. You yourself. So is whether it's like, do you write on a piece of paper who you want to be and who you are right now and try and bridge the gap closer? Or, um, I don't know. It's, it's a tricky question. It's a very tricky question. It's, it's fucking hard in this world to know who you want to be. Um, I think, like you said, you've got to try things, go outside your comfort zone. There's so many things I've discovered about myself and who I want to be just by putting myself outside of my comfort zone. Like right now. Like right now. <laughs> um, like recording live, even if we only have four or five people watching to start. Like, It's funny because people will be like, why are you even doing it? Like, Only four people, five people watching, but... To us, I can't even see how many people are watching. So that's one thing. And another thing is, <laughs> like, we're th- like, filming a normal podcast is a thing in itself. It's still hard. You're putting yourself out there. But now it's live. <laughs> and you have people interacting with you. I think someone commented. I'll chuck on my phone so we can look at comments. 
But yeah, it's funny because like normally we had this chat this morning, so I'm feeling pretty much the exact same as this morning. But by recording, like and knowing people might be watching, listening to exactly what I say, there's that like fear of judgment. Yeah. The straight comes to your head. And the fact that they can interact live. And the thing with TikTok is you can just hide behind an account. So people can say literally whatever they want and yeah, it's hard. But I don't know if you get it back to who you want to be. But it's the whole failing thing. So like what I say now, um, like like I could say s- stupid things and like it's live and it's like I, the fear of instant judgment. Mm. But if when we record a podcast, I know I can edit it. So I've got that safety safety, safety net, net yeah. in the back of my head like, oh, I can edit an episode. Yeah. Whereas right now it's like everything I'm saying right now, there could be four, five, six, ten people listening to what I say mm. and there's no safety net. And I think that's well, it's just upgrading your your comfort okay. zone. Yeah, your, your your courage to go out. Yeah, of, fucking correct. Out of where it's comfortable for you. It's funny because I'd never thought in any stretch of imagination I'd be doing this right now. But but you adapt. So yeah. when when I first started recording the episodes, I used to think straight away, "Oh, people are going to listen to what I'm saying." Yeah. And then I got really comfortable just having a chat and not listening to who's talking. But now it's like if we did 10 of these, I'm sure I would adapt and I wouldn't start thinking about it. Yeah. But right now it's out of your comfort zone. So I haven't adapted within myself to what I'm doing. Mm. So if, if people can take that to the mental health space it's, space, it's like if you learn to be courageous enough to put yourself out there, you actually you begin to adapt to whatever the stimulus is. So whatever environment you put yourself into, you adapt. But it's the fact that we put ourselves outside our comfort zone and we probably don't go there long enough. It's like if I started this and instantaneously there's that like fear of judgment. But if I just stop straight away, what have I, how I haven't grown or learned anything about myself. But Mm. if you continue to do it, you have the opportunity to grow. Yeah. Um. It's funny. Can you get comfortable in the uncomfortable zone? Can you get comfortable being uncomfortable? Yeah. You reckon you can? Like, do, is that a thing or has that just become comfortable then? I think it's just a way of living. It's hard one. Where, where the... Uh, what have we got in the comments? We'll read some comments out. Ugh. Anything? This guy wants to say, he wants to say up the bras. <laughs> up the bras? Up the bras. Uh, one guy said, how much quotes have you copied so far? Ha 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 ha. Okay. No, like fair, fair point I get, but. It's a quote for a reason. It's a quote for a reason. It's powerful. I think we often, this is a good point. Like even though he's coming from a negative angle and wants to take the piss. Like the, the power in the cliches is often underrated because. They're important for a reason because I think I look at cliches and, and, and sort of sometimes like shake my head because, but it's sometimes it's the simplistic things that we overlook. And you can use quotes to relate to people, but there's a reason it's a quote. There's a reason a lot of people say these quotes. Like they're powerful, they have substance, they have meaning behind them. Um, but yeah, no. Nah. I'm going to ask you this one. Egan, what's the feeling like right now being on the spot live compared to videos? Oh, is that what you already saw? Oh, no, that's a good one. Um, So when, what was it before? 
Egan, what's the feeling like right now being on the spot live compared to videos? So I'm guessing videos is like either when I record myself and have... Yeah. I yeah. think it's just the fact that the f- failure in public, like being watched versus <laughs> being able to redo it, retry it. You're not scared. But I think that's what holds a lot of us back from what we do in public because there is that instant feedback, that negativity. Yep. So it's being comfortable with my own skin right now just to be like, fuck it. Like, this is who I want to be. But it's it's that fear filter that we talked about in the previous episode. And it, do, you, do you think people... So the fear is probably, yeah, getting judged or people taking the piss in the comments, whatever. But these people in the comments, do you think they wish that they could muster up the courage to go live and put themselves out there? Uh, this this can be for anyone that's watching, like. Yeah, it. I guess not everyone wants to do a podcast yeah, and yeah. talk about conversations, but everyone has certain passions and stuff, and things that they really are invested in or want to be invested in. And I think people don't, people resonate with our passion for our topics because that energy we have, that authenticity we have, the fact that we're being who we want to be and talking about these things that they wish that they could do that within their own lives yeah. for their whatever yeah, purposes. Whatever, yeah. It's I think I said this um, to you before. Yeah. It's not the fact that they're jealous of the fact we're talking about mental health and mindset, but they might be jealous of the fact that we do, we're having these conversations because we want to, but they have this girl they want to talk to and they're too scared to, or they've got this business idea that they're like, fuck, it could fail. I don't really want... Like, that's mm. what they're that's what they're looking at us and saying like, fuck, I just wish I could take on life like they're doing, even though it's not really like a huge thing, but mm. it is what it is. Yeah. Um, we've got another one. I'm talking to a girl I really like, but she is also talking to my best friend. What do I do about it? <laughs> is this the guy who said this? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, well, I'm just assuming actually. Um, yeah. That's, a tough one I'd, without the specifics I think it's the comparison isn't it straight away so if you're talking to a girl she's talking to you she's talking to your friend or is it I don't know if she's talking to him as well but it's the whole like you'd be instantly comparing yourself and I'm sort of saying why is she talking to him and what and am I lacking mm-hmm. what yeah. am I lacking like straight away you start thinking like oh maybe she's talking to him because He's good at this. And you start finding flaws within yourself. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school and and there's like a girl and, and you know you know a girl's going to be talking to, and especially in high school, a girl's not just talking to you. Like she's, a lot of the time they're talking to other blokes. And if you have insecurities, I remember this, you have insecurities, you start thinking that like, they just, they'll find, they'll compare your insecurities to what someone else, they don't have that weakness. Mm. Or if I'm insecure about my hair, or like I was talking about my forehead or you're insecure about pimples. Like let's say you have pimples you're insecure about. You're worried that that girl's going to look at your pimples versus this other guy. It might not happen. And then that's going to be the reason that she doesn't want to pursue you or develop this relationship with you. Yeah. So so what was it? What is your advice? Or It's being able to find, being as comfortable as you can with who you are, with what your strengths are because – Something I've learned is it's not what it's not what other people are doing in life. Mm. That's what we're always concentrated on. We're, we're always concentrating on what other people are doing in life that you're not doing. 
you've got to start focusing on what you're doing with your life and what you can bring to the table that other people aren't bringing to the table. So bring it internal. Like, what can I provide that other people can't? No, I agree. I agree. Well done. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Katie says she appreciates us so much. So thank you, Katie. Thanks for that. Casey loves his rugby. What do I do to get a good podcast on Spotify about rugby league? Um, good. I'll tell you. I'm sure there's some good ones out there. Here's a little point. It's like I have this podcast, right? So let's say you're interested in rugby, right? There's probably a little small podcast out there that you would love. And would provide such good information, but it's exposure. Mm. And there's probably people who aren't listening to us right now who would probably benefit from what we're talking about. But it's the fact that it's really hard to find what you're looking for in life. Sometimes you just have to keep looking. And um, if you're looking for an episode about rugby or saying, I'm sure you can find a really good account um, that has it. Same as um, if if you wanted to listen about mental health, there's so many people who could learn things from us. By us sharing our stories and stuff like that. Gus. How are we legends and Jack? <laughs> Cheers, Gus. That's a good one, Gus. I'm glad you're on your uh, dog account, mate. Yeah. It's so not the number of people, it's the purpose. Yeah. Yeah, Ethan, I agree. Let's start a progress break. Like, see? <laughs> 100% let's start a podcast break. I know it's a piss take, but yeah, w- yeah. what's the point? What's well, more like, okay, so you've taken time out of your day... To come and comment that. Obviously, it takes no time at all. <laughs> if you wanted to do something better with your time, why wouldn't you choose something to do positive? Or why wouldn't you just leave a positive comment? Like, why... I actually want to know, if he's still listening, why choose to say that? I, even if you don't like this podcast or what we're doing right now, like, what? just don't watch it then. We're not forcing you to watch it. Exactly. Like, you, you're choosing to comment... like. Are you just trying to get a laugh? Like? It's unnecessary, but uh, I I don't know. I get a few of those comments on videos I post that mm. like don't go off or aren't. I think they think it's going to affect what we think. Maybe <laughs> I don't know if they. Th- I don't have no. I actually can't understand I because I hope you're okay, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would never I would never go and comment on someone's like thing that they're trying to grow and like take the piss out of it. But and people say like a lot of the stuff. Sometimes people comment, "Oh, it's not that deep." Remember the job identity one. Mm. People started commenting on the job identity one. They were saying, oh, it's not that deep, bro. It's just a conversation starter. Well, maybe for some people. Mm. But how does how you feel, why does that have to apply to everyone? You know, for some people, some things are really important. And I don't think we have enough respect for the fact that how we see things and what we say about someone, yeah, we might not think it's important to them, but it might be very important to them. And you talked about your friend last night and drinking or so yeah. Friday night and, and people, the so- social pressure that we get and, and and we just think that, oh, it doesn't really matter. They won't care. Like if they did it to me, I wouldn't really care. But how do you know? And that's where a lot of these these mental health problems can come from. It's just the lack of awareness and respect that we have for other individuals. People like putting people down. Yeah. Trixie, you nailed that, mate. I must like it for my comment. You guys mean so much to me. Thanks, Speak Casey. Loud. Speak a bit loud. I think it's coming through that mic, not these mic. Oh. Yeah. Um, you guys mean so much to me. Thanks, Casey. Glad you're still here, mate. Smacked a bill at 4.20 and 
I've been gobsmacked for the past 10 minutes. Repeat everything. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat everything. <Yeah. laughs> Fuck knows. Um, oh, just ask some questions. Um, we'd love to get some <laughs> questions. But Here we go. Here we go. This guy's still listening. You are so uninteresting. I don't think it's the right career choice. Um, uninteresting. Well, we're basically, we're just having a chat. I don't know. We're not trying. At the end of the day... Yes, we have microphones. Yes, we're recording it live. But we're just having a conversation. And I guess we're just involving you guys into the conversation. But to ch- Yeah, because like we have these <laughs> chats and sometimes we're like, fuck, I wonder what people are thinking right now. And it's mm. like, and it's like, imagine if we can have a conversation but invite people in and then sort of build with it. Because sometimes we do, we're like, oh, it's good. We're going back and forth. And we have our own stories, own angles. But oh, I just... It's f- like, why does it have to be interesting? Yeah, but it doesn't. Even, some people find it interesting. Some don't. If you don't find it interesting, I'm surprised you're still watching, mate. So like, it's if it's not interesting, then just go do something else. Like I wouldn't be interested in, in learning about this like random, um, like archaeology or some things about rocks in like I couldn't give a fuck. I wouldn't watch a podcast on it. So what? But that doesn't mean I'm going to go to someone else's like passion and put it down. Um, what interest is same bloke? What interesting stories have you gone through in your life? That's actually a no, great, question, question, mate. great question. Great question. I appreciate it. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I know right. what... So a lot of times in the mental health thing, you think, okay, we're talking about saying like, we're not entitled to speak about these things. But trust me, I haven't gone through as tragic things as some people, but that doesn't mean I'm not entitled to my experiences and my that, stories. That goes back to the comparison. I'm comparing straight away because I'm like, fuck, am I entitled to talk about things about mental health and mindset if like I'm not some big famous rich successful person who's gone through this much trauma like I've already gone through so many things that have shaped me as a person yeah and reflected on it and grown from it it's like if we can reflect more from our experiences there's so much more growth in us and it's hard to there's so many literally just go watch the latest tiktok (laughs) that's a story for you exactly go listen to like there's so many times I've opened up. Jack spoke one that went set, um, viral about you know two people he knew that, um, or even actually one of them I knew as well played footy with. We played footy with a bloke who committed suicide, and fuck, just you, that, those sort of things. Like when you when you've met, when you've been, and I remember crying about that when I like found out about it, and it's just it, the shock. Like fuck, I've, I've, that's probably the closest I've been with someone like I've known who's done that, mm. and it's like. It just makes you think about life, and I know, and I know, oh. and I know people have like family members, close people. I remember sitting in my like while we're on the topic. I remember sitting in my car. Um, would have been two two years after Sammy passed away, and um, I don't know what it's like. Just overcame me like this massive. I don't know what it was. Can't really explain the emotion, but. I just felt so grateful in that very moment just to be alive, just to be alive, just to experience life, whether good or bad, it doesn't really matter. Just, oh, it was so, it was just like a click of finger. I was like, holy shit. And like, just a wave of emotions, like started tearing up. But like, it was almost like happy tears, like, fuck, I'm about to start crying as well. (laughs) But you um, you get to feel. Yeah, it was like... 
yeah, it was just such a negative thing. And as negative it was, I could still try and make it a positive, like, make sure, like, this is why we do it, like, so everyone can try and feel just, even if it's 1% better about themselves, just 1%, hopefully a bit more, but. Start somewhere. Yeah. Start somewhere. Love you too, Casey. See you, mate. <laughs> um, what's the support like from your footy team? Um, oh fuck, very, very good. Yeah. Um, the president even talks about it sometimes. Yeah, that's that's probably been one thing that really it really helps because everyone. Here's the thing: everyone talks about like, oh, you have to do it. Like, do it for yourself. The, sometimes, like, do it for you. Like, don't worry about other people. But the power of having good people around you is so underrated. I know we speak about it, but like having good relationships, having supporting friends and family is so massive. Yeah. It's just, it makes it everything easier. That doesn't mean oh, it has to be easy. Yeah. But if it's going to be easier because you have the support, why not let it be? So I've had them, even when I stopped drinking alcohol at the footy club, you know, there's a bit of a toxic thing in with sporting, um, drinking culture in Australia. And it's so much pressure people feel to drink. And I said I was doing a hundred day, no alcohol challenge. And like, it, and it's like, oh, so I, so it's like you go down to a footy club and you're like, fuck, like you, you're worried, like, oh, am I going to fit in still? Like, I'm not drinking. It's like, you know, it's just a bit like iffy. And then, yep. man, the support I got from people, like, it actually surprised me. Um, like, People just saying the positive things to me, and like if people say negative things behind my back, it's not going to affect me because you don't hear it. And who, and in a day, who cares? But hearing the positive things is it can really help people going. And I think for me, I was still going to do it whether I received negative. But for some people, it's like people are really struggling, and what and people just want hope, something. And and sometimes saying positive things, supporting other people, it just gives people a little bit of hope, and it gives them that spark. Yeah. And sometimes people in a really dark hole, that's what they need. So something you can say is uh, with light, there is no darkness. So if if we can just have an ounce of hope and light, which is that spark, it's re- it can be really hard. We can drown out that sort of negativity. Um, and sometimes all it takes is a little bit of support. Obviously, I was still confident enough on my own journey, but some people might need really strong networks. And that's something that's kept me in really good stead, just having that support, not only from the community, but from family members, friends, girlfriend, etc. Stuff like yeah. that. No, that's a good answer. Um we can probably couple questions from the from the story. Yeah. What else we got? <coughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah, that one. So, so, yeah. so the question is, do you think the impact of one person can change your whole life, regardless of age and gender? Answer, I'm going to say is yes, but no. But yes, it can, yes, it can definitely change your life. But no, it shouldn't dictate your life. Um, I'll, we'll explain that. I think, yeah, one person... 
Maybe like one person they mean like let's say someone's either bullying you or you're in a relationship and they like emotionally destroy you. Like, oh, okay. but what I'm saying is like it can change you because it fucks with you emotionally and and who you are and like yourself and like you have a very tough experience. Mm. But it's how it's like I said, it's how you go from there. Yep. So that's what I mean. Like it can change you. But that doesn't mean it has to be negative change. Yeah, as long as it's positive. Like you don't really want the that negative change because, like, well, someone dying, like, mm. especially if it's fucking maybe like your parents, that could fuck you up like quite hard. Um, yeah, fuck. That. So I'll give you an example. So I thought when I was in my first relationship. And I got heartbroken. Like thought, you know, a lot of us go into relationships and our first ones, significant ones, we're a bit, we just think we're going to be that person forever. And it's really, I like having that optimism now still in a relationship. But sometimes it's it's disproportionate to what actually is there. Sometimes you you make things way better than they are. Yep. A thing I like to say is neither, it's not as good or as bad as you think it is. Um and when I was absolutely, like, destroyed, like, got um, broken up with, um, you think it's the end of the world. You think yeah. sometimes they're a terrible person. Um, you think your life's over. Like, trust me, I've, I, I actually, I had, um, you know, suicidal thoughts, like, fucking hectic shit come to my head. But looking back with all the growth I've had, you start to, you want to unpack that a bit because it's it's never just that it's not really about them it's about you so all this and you just I feel so bad thinking back to that like I was in that space but it's funny when you think back well, it's not funny but it's like fuck I've come a long way and you just can't believe how you reacted yeah that and just how, like how shit you felt like I feel like if it happened again you might be better like equipped yeah obviously different circumstances but. You do build resilience, but... And life experience. You build resilience and you learn lessons and you learn stuff about yourself. But when I talk about change, it's like I had to face that those tough feelings to really grow from it. Yeah. Um, and it's really easy. I think a lot of us, something negative happens. We seek comfort. We are trying to avoid what the fucking thing is telling us because a lot of the time it's telling us something. So, like... Instead of me, so I blamed the other person so much. I, 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 I got broken up with and I was actually quite insecure at the time. Yep. And you start blaming the other person, not taking responsibility for anything in the relationship and you learn nothing from it if you have that mindset. Yeah. So then when I had the courage to face it and be like, fuck, I can actually be so much better. Like that's when you can grow. Um, and it, it's taken me fucking ages. It's not a linear process. But when you can face the discomfort of it and what, what it means, that's when you can grow. So when it, it says, can one person change your life? So this person says, can one person change your life? Yes, but it's up to you for which direction they change you in. Mm. And I think that's the powerful thing. People are going to change you. It's your reaction to yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, nothing is good nor bad. Thinking makes it so. Shakespeare. As I quote that all the time. It's, I can't leave you so many quotes, mate. <laughs> yeah, come up with some of your own thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> but well, William invented this language. Didn't <laughs> but it's up to you how you make the in, you interpret things. 
that's why mindset. I talk about mindset all the time, but it is important um, how we think of things because. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask you another question. Anything in the comments? Uh, no, there's no comments. No comments. Ask some questions, guys. If you've got any, it can be anything, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, reason. Yeah, let's keep going. Um. So. Harry says, not bullying, but lots of small teasing. Yeah, fuck. The small teasing really fucking adds up, doesn't it? People do And it's it's the line. Because it's always... So you're with your mates. And... Fuck. I've been on both ends. I've just learned, I guess, to how to cope with it. Which is probably not the best thing. Like, I sort of just laugh it off. I don't really... I don't really think about the comments too much because at the end of the day, they're with my mates. Like, but I also get on the other hand of just like giving out the small teasing and how that can add up. Like, you, the person giving it out doesn't realise at the time what they're doing. And fucking Friday night. I'm just giving you an example. Friday night, yep. Um... I was with a few of my mates and one of my mates was like very drunk and he was pulling like weird faces, a bit like Mr. Bean does. And so for the rest of the night I was calling him Mr. Bean and to me that seems like harmless but to him he could be like, oh fuck, do I look like Mr. Bean? Do do I act like Mr. Bean? You know, Mr. Bean's maybe not the character you want to be portrayed as but... um. Yeah, so like, I was drunk too, so I I sort of just flew over my head. But then he started to get angry. I was like, fuck. Like, I had to stop myself, catch myself and go, fuck, he actually must be taking some sort of toll on him. Like, I'll stop that now. But should it take for him to say something? Did he say something like, was it, did you just interpret that? Like, you knew, you knew like, the cue was, like, he was I've responding negatively? Or was he like, can you stop that? No, it was Didn't just, explicitly say. He just got quite, like, aggressive and angry with me. And I was like, oh, I'm going to stop that because I feel like I'm, I feel like I've probably pushed it too far. Um, and that's, that's the thing because authorised bantering. But that, that was what I was going to ask. Is it down to the person doing the teasing to realise that it's probably enough? Because it's hard. Sometimes you don't know um, maybe when to stop because you see them as your mate and it's just banter. It's just banter. Or is it up to the person receiving it to stand up for themselves and say something? Because it's hard, your mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if you definitely know what someone's insecure about, like what someone... If you're aware of it and you continue to push their buttons, like that's just being a dickhead because you, you know it's it's negatively affecting them, they're insecure about it. But if you're ignorant to something that, that's affecting them and you can't and you can't tell and yeah. you're just trying to have friendly banter and it's that's where like as soon as you you start having that thought like, Oh, maybe I'm pushing a bit far, then it's alright to stop. I think a lot of times with banter we we taking the piss out of someone for someone and Everyone's sort of hopping in and then it just feels like just like everyone hops on board. It's, it's a lot worse when it's ganged up and you're, it can be very lonely, I guess. Yeah. But it's, it's, 
especially when it's your mates, it's it's very hard. And footy club, like, it happens all the time. Oh. Which, it sort of sucks. It's like, oh, I play footy with him, my mates with him. But how many how many people have has tragic things stem from innocent like mm. harmless comments and and they didn't realize and, yeah any more comments um yeah we got a question how to get over how to get over being bullied um how to get over being bullied so i've definitely i don't know i don't know how to just, I don't know. I've been like bullied, picked on. Depends how you. I think with bullying, the difference between bullying and teasing is one's like chronic, so one keeps going. Like bullying is like continual. Like it happens and happens. It happens. <laughs> yeah. I think teasing's like more one-off. So it's definitely happened to me where like same people, same situation. You keep getting like piss taken out of you, like negative things being said. Um, it's fucking hard and depends on the situation. But yeah, there's so some people. Some people might feel like they're getting bullied. Like they might feel... Because it, it's... You can have a definition for bullying, but... Yeah. Some people might feel like they're, yeah. they're getting bullied and then the person bullying might think like what they're doing isn't that bad. But it's it's, it's not... It's not... It doesn't matter what the 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 person saying it thinks. Yeah, it's, I know, it's, I know, it's, it's how it's, it makes it, you feel. Correct, correct. And it happens... I see this in relationships all the time, but it's a bit sidetracked. So we'll go back to that question... How do you get over being bullied? So I can only really answer myself because sometimes I try and just give a fucking perfect theoretical framework. Yeah. So I just, I can, I'll say how I sort of think about it see what Jack reckons and hopefully you can resonate with one of us. Yeah. So what I do is I try and say, I try and say that they're not in, an important person in my life. So take the logical route and say like, oh, they're not important to me. Like I shouldn't value what they say. Um, that sometimes that doesn't really work. Sometimes I try and find faults in other people which isn't a, isn't a positive way to do it so i don't like that way but people do it where they they humanize the, the bully because i think sometimes we get bullied by someone and we think sometimes we think they're these because often we are bullied by someone who is in a um a big dog in a powerful position and then we somehow think that that external pedestal they're on is entitles them to say these things it doesn't fucking entitle them just because you might be more popular that doesn't mean you have the right to belittle someone and put them down. So just understanding that you don't deserve to be treated that way is an important thing. Having Being able to say, this isn't fucking right. I think a lot of us, it, we, it keeps happening to us. And then instead of saying, this isn't fucking right, I don't deserve this, we take the victim mentality, which is, well, maybe they are right. Maybe I am whatever they say I am. Maybe I don't deserve to be loved. And so I don't, that's just... that's. Whatever insecurity or whatever they're saying, it manifests like that and we start believing what they say. We, there's so many studies that show if we negative messaging keeps getting repeated and repeated, we start to believe it. So it's almost having to think, why am I listening to them? Listen to yourself. Like, Even if sometimes, this is the hardest thing to do, sometimes what they're saying, oh, here's a good one, is sometimes if someone's bullying us about something, or depends what like it is. But if someone's teasing us about something and it really affects us, it triggers us, sometimes it's telling us something that we might need to improve on. And it's actually, it's 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 so hard. Sometimes they're, they're saying something that's really triggered us disproportionately because someone's saying something, we don't, they don't think it's an important thing, but it really hurts us and we feel like we're being bullied. But sometimes it gives us an opportunity to think, okay, maybe 
I've got to be better in this area. That doesn't that doesn't mean that how they did it was totally wrong and what they did was disrespectful um, and inappropriate and the wrong way to communicate to someone. That's never going to be perfect. There's so many people out there who, who are bullies. But sometimes it can give us information. So I always think if someone's teasing me about something, maybe... And it triggers me, like, because there are things people take the piss out of me, and it triggers me that I always think, okay, there has, there's something deeper within it for me. Yep. Um, my opinion on it is, there's a lot of forms of bullying these days, and fuck, social media just made it a lot worse. So I think I saw a video, and it's like back in the day. Yes, there's obviously still bullies, and you'd get bullied at school, but at least you'd be able to escape it. You'd be able to go home, see your family that hopefully loves you um, and sort of just do whatever you want. I can't really speak on that too much, but this is just what it said in the video. And then he said, but nowadays you get bullied at school and you get bullied at home, in your room, by yourself, where you're meant to be the safest. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably the most scary and probably what hurts the most because – People can say what they want to your face, but once you get behind that phone, fuck, it turns up another level. They feel like they can say anything. They're not, they're not seeing the reaction on your face because at, at the end of the day, we're all human. You think, oh, here's how I think, mate. So bullying, a lot of it, like, people bullies sometimes do it to get a reaction out of you. Yep. So on text, they have, they have to be so extreme because... They won't get a. They won't be able to see like the small physical reaction. So they have to take a big. They have to go so far because they want to get it. Um, they have to, in their head, they're like, "Hey, I'm not going to see a physical reaction, but I need to say something really fucking excessive to make my point." Mm. Because they can't see like they can't make a little general negative comment that maybe sometimes instead of saying a nice little constructive feedback, which you can do, they take it way too far. They put the person down. They make them feel shit rather than in person if they wanted to give constructive criticism. But a lot of the time, from the bully's end, it's not in that Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a fucking great point. <clears throat> Anything else? Any other comments? Nah. Oh, one person said they got bullied from the by the top, um, like basketball. Um, it's a shame because... So that basketballer, right... He would have the most pull in the little social hierarchy in the school. So a lot of people would look up, look up to him and sort of be the sheep and he's the shepherd. And so if he's being a bully, some people internally might think, fuck, what he's doing is not right. But externally, they want to be friends with this guy because he's the top dog and they're just sort of going to follow in his footsteps. So I'm sorry that that happened to you because, yeah, they got bullied. Um, I don't know how you'd combat that. It's, it's situational, so. Yeah, it's really situational. It, there's, that's why it's important to speak to, especially that's why it's really important to talk to the people close to you. Even if it's you have one friend you can speak to, all you need is one person that yep. you can confide in, um, and it ha- and it has to be someone you. Well, it doesn't have to be, but it's really important that it's someone you can keep having these conversations with a family member, a friend, because then they know you. St- they know you better than we do. 
like um, they know you so well. Um, they know what you've been through. They know who you are as a person. They know your situation. They're able to give the best advice. Like um, I love that people can come to us, but we aren't yeah. going to know you half as well as your fa- family members and friends do. And I think people also get stuck in that situation of like not wanting to like go to a teacher or like dob on them because then it just makes things worse and then they'll fucking ramp it up even more. Um, Ethan's just said he finds it hardest at school. So that's probably the opposite to what I said, which I'm sort of surprised at, but... I think it's when you're around people. It can also get physical though. Physical, yeah, especially when if it's something to do with the fact that like you feel like you're not physically like... It's not one of your strengths. You feel like you can't defend yourself and you feel vulnerable. Mm. I think people who... feel physically vulnerable, it can really manifest. Scary. It's fucking scary. He said, well, I'm at Cedar, so it's harder. Is it? I don't... Cedar's a sports school. Um, Maybe sure. smaller school? Is it smaller? Less people? Yeah, yeah, there's less people. Yeah, it must be less people um, then. Um, <sighs> it's hard to know. Yeah, it's... Sorry. Uh, so... Ali sent in how toxic masculinity is detrimental to men's mental health. Fuck, that's massive. It's a fucking good question. <sighs> well, let's answer this question oh, first. Okay. In your recent TikTok about your anxiety attack, that's you, Jack. Yeah. You talked about how a girl told your mate what to do. What was that exactly? So, uh, yeah. So pretty much from what I can remember, because I was pretty stressed out, um, and I sort of, I don't know what it was. I couldn't really see. I was just so focused on t- trying to not die. Um, but from what I remember, she said, she she said for all my mates, because all my mates end up coming outside and they were like, I think, so pretty much she, they actually told all my mates to fuck off except for one person because having everyone around actually increases the, the panic and the anxiety, like the anxious um, emotion. Um, so, yeah, she pretty much f- told them to fuck off because they were saying, like, ring the ambulance and stuff. They thought something was wrong with me because none of my mates had been through this. I hadn't been through it, so we had no idea. And um, so, yeah, so she told them to fuck off. And and then she sat me – she sat next to me. I was in the middle, and then my mate was on the right side, and she was holding my hand, and he was holding my hand. And they were just breathing with me because it's all about slowing your breath down. Because if you hi- hyperventilate, like, <laughs> it, it fucking just, it's so hard to explain if you haven't been through one. But that's what she was trying to do. Pretty much just slow my breathing down, get people like out of the way, take me to a quieter place so I could just really focus on my breathing. And I, j- I remember just shutting my eyes and, um, she was like, shut, my, shut your eyes and just only listen to my voice. So I was just listening to her voice and breathing when she breathed. And so even when you do that, it would like, the pain would like reoccur. It was so weird, like, such a weird experience for me. Um, but yeah, that's what she pretty much told me to do. Yeah. So yeah, Ali sent in, how does toxic masculinity detriment men's mental health? So, uh, toxic masculinity. I've been involved in that. 
So how would you define that? Let me see if I can get... Yeah, get a definition up. We'll get a perfect definition because obviously I have an idea in my head of what it means, but... Um, I failed English, guys, so... So here's... It says, A set of attitudes and ways of behaving stereotypically associated with or expected of men regarded as having a negative impact on men and society as a whole. Um, like socially destructive. So the dominant form of masculinity wherein men use dominance, violence, and control to assert their power and authority. Um, so I think toxic masculinity is like, it's fucking interesting, isn't it? Very. Because there's so much now about like men opening up and there's actually so much improvement in the men's mental health space. Um, um, so there's so much improvement in the men's mental health space. It's like... What am I? Men, men, a lot of men are lost. It's like, do I be a strong traditional man, which is, which is what a man should be, or should I be vulnerable and open up? And I've got these feelings. I'm feeling shit. Like, can I be courageous and speak up, or is it courageous, or am I being weak? Like, they don't. There's a lot of confusion around how to be, how to act. Sometimes we just go with like the herd, and a lot of men do that. It's like they don't. They don't, they don't know what to do. I think that's what a lot of people... I, I didn't. I was like, I have confused about this a lot of the time. It's like, if I'm being open and raw and real with my emotions, but it's negative and I'm, and I'm saying, fuck, I'm feeling pretty shit here. Is that because I'm admitting weakness? Is that weak? And we say it's not weak to speak. So I agree. It's, it's courageous. But it's just being true to how you feel. Not covering it up, the good and the bad. It's being real with how you feel. And I think toxic masculinity is so detrimental to men's mental health because they have to put on this facade of like, this this face, like, oh, I've got to be strong. and Just like fake power. Fake. And and sometimes it just, and men compensate. There's so much insecurity with men. It's fucking ridiculous. Mm. And then it just compensates. And then I can see through it though. You can see the people who are fake and they're like, They just, I just feel, I just feel bad for those people, because it's yeah. like you shouldn't have to live a life that's so not how you're feeling and oh. not being true to who you, you how you feeling and how you are. Yeah, it sucks. I have to put this like fake confidence on, and I guess it sort of comes back to catters a bit where like they're not being their true self, and they, I think people just look at. Someone that's likable, and then maybe sometimes they take it too far, and they just be like way too extroverted, and like, and that ends up being sort of like picking on your mates sometimes, and picking on others. In, I don't know if that's toxic masculinity, but like, I, when I was in school, looking back now, like we definitely had fucking tons of it, and they always mentioned it. Like the teachers um, and higher ups, and as like a year nine to year twelve kid, you don't understand. And I was also uh, like, whenever they mentioned the word toxic masculinity, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. But I actually didn't even know the meaning of it, and I think a lot of us didn't. Still don't. Yes, yeah, fuck, I definitely don't. But having been through. Like a group of friends at school 
that was definitely doing that sort of stuff. I look back now and I'm like, fuck. Like, I don't even, I can't. It's hard to give an example when there's so many. <laughs> Just time, we'd be fucking loud and don't know if I can find the word, but, oh, obnoxious. Um, and not really care about like our surroundings and who's around us and what we're saying. Yeah, it was just fucked. Now that I think of it. So here's, it says, it well, it says, it puts pressure on men to think they need to have a strong physique, hide their emotions and act in an aggressively dominant way. It's seen in advertising, pop culture and now toxic imagery is more accessible to young men Young people, sorry, through social media. So I think that first one's really important, strong physique. Like you see a lot of these social media, you see like whether it's with um, the men, we see all this fucking, these bodybuilders. Because yeah, definitely. And then men, and then a lot of guys feel inadequate um, and they feel like they need to have that to be a man. They have to be like this big, ripped, strong yeah. bodybuilder to be entitled to be... A man. A man. Otherwise, they're a boy. A boy, yeah. And that's, then, yeah. That, that's. I think that's well like understood. I don't know if there's any questions with that, but um, then there's the hide their emotions. So that's probably the most. I thought it'd be all over toxic masculinity. You indirectly mention it. Yeah, we do, but it's like I understand toxic masculinity because. It is a theme that we talk about. It's all about like it sort of comes back to the label of it's the label. Toxic it's like masculinity. like I get what you're saying, Spen. It's like, but the, we don't need to label it to talk about it, even though we are have have labelled it because the question was about that. Um, it's like we know what it is. We talk about it all the time. Basically, we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We talk about yeah. men being courageous enough to speak up and. You don't have to listen to what the expectations are of men. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But we're still having those combos without labelling it. <sighs> yeah. And 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 would some people, some people might be deterred if we start labelling episode toxic masculinity. They'd be like, eh. But if we talk about something about hiding your emotions and stuff, that might be about toxic masculinity. But we haven't labelled it, and people are hooked in by the story. Yeah. And what we're saying. So, it's definitely a tough one. Is well, how does it affect mental health? I feel like not being who you want to be. I always see is that I, so for me. I always think back to school just because that's where I see it the most. Probably like big group of male um, mm. boys, and we're just no one knows who they are, what they want to be. But I just remember being a massive power struggle. So, like, one person would say something and then someone would be louder and then someone else would be the loudest because oh, they want yeah, their voice to be heard and they want to be the man. I, I'm the loudest. Be, I'm the loudest. Yeah. <laughs> so they'd be like, what did you say? And then you'd say, no, I am him. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah, that's how I Imagine relate back sport. to it. How many times in sport? In terms of power? Yeah. When we talk about toxic masculinity, it's the need for like for I see it toxic masculinity is like the need to have this like external um 
value driven by needing to be a man. So like with sport, it's like, oh, I'm going to be the biggest, toughest, strongest bloke who, you know, doesn't give a fuck. Is it, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, that's well, how that's, I... So I think there's also like a difference of not giving a fuck and then acting like not giving a fuck. Yeah. And what you don't give a fuck about. Yeah. Because, yeah, when you're doing like obnoxiously... <laughs> Who's that? Cheers, Joel. <laughs> no, uh, me. <laughs> um... Oh, he's lost my train of thought now. Yeah, he's <laughs> he got um, rattled by yeah, the norm. Fuck, he rattled me, Joel. We were talking about, um, like toxic masculinity, but like in a in a sporting context. Fuck. Fucking Joel. <laughs> <laughs> um. Silence is good, guys, as well. Yeah, maybe just join this live and we'll go silent. Maybe <laughs> we should do a full um, meditation one where we do f- we fucking sorry boys. <laughs> so we, s- we, sa- we say nothing. Imagine we say nothing. We do a full one. We just say nothing. For like, we just like look, we're just like. But everyone would leave it because it's we hate silence. We hate silence. Well, people listening, people coming and going. I see the. I'm seeing the numbers yeah. change. Like it's like six, ten, twelve, yeah. fifteen, eight, and it's because. They, people can't wait enough well, long enough no to get grab. the value. Yeah. And also, if they come mid-conversational point, doesn't it's hook like... Them. Doesn't hook them. No. So... People don't wait long enough. But this is a good link to the whole, like... Oh, fuck, I know it's diverging a bit from toxic masculinity, but... Um, maybe... Here's how... Maybe my, I'm trying to link this... Hey, to Jack. Trying to link this to tax, toxic masculinity. Maybe it's the fact that, like, we want... We w- it's easy just to like grab on to the easy thing to like in a short period of time we can try and be a man as quick as we can because it makes us feel like we're a man so we do those like toxic masculinity things because it makes us feel internally like we are a man rather than for me being a good man it's just it, a lot of the time it's just the simple things it's just like <sighs> what opening the door if it if it's there, like, yeah. Like, or just being genuine with how you feel. Um, I wish there was a bit more people on just so I could ask him more question. But Yeah. Um, yeah. I've learnt the biggest enemy is, is yourself. Yep. Let's uh, we'll spend. The pack mentality is a big thing. That's <laughs> the word. Sorry, when I said, when I said, in school, it was yeah toxic masculinity. They actually use pack mentality as the word a bit more, and that that's just I think we talk about it quite a bit. But it's the sheep and the shepherd, like one. So sort of like that basketballer, top of the school, he's most popular. Whatever, no one is brave enough, especially in school, to to go against him. And fucking oath, like, that would be a very courageous thing to do. And because no one wants to do that, everyone in the friend group or the pack, they all sort of have to adhere to his values and, I guess. Yeah, just... Pack mentality is scary, especially if you start picking on individuals like that. How weak is that? 
I've, well. I, I'll get, uh, only thing I can relate to is I remember in high, in primary school I was really po- popular versus high school where I was way more n- near the middle. Yeah. And I just remember internally it, when I was in primary school, it felt like I didn't think about what other people were doing in the sense that I didn't compare because I, w- I felt like on top. Yeah. Whereas when I went to high school, I was constantly looking at people who I th- thought were on top and comparing myself. Yep. So it's almost like we're always looking up, mm. um, right? We're always looking up, but when we're on top, in a in a sense, popularity-wise, like we have no one to look up to. So then that's when like we are sort of leading in the sense. I'm talking about like school, like popularity, not like yeah, yeah. at being a good leader. But yeah. um, when you are on top. Like you are I, a leader. Like I felt, yes, but... In primary school, I felt popular, so I didn't feel like I had to care what anyone else... Like, but, I thought... But, but, okay, so you didn't know that, but everyone else would have been looking up to you, without a doubt. You were the leader. You just wouldn't have known it. Well, I was head boy. <laughs> well, there you go. But definitely the leader. <laughs> Skipper? <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me Skip. <laughs> um, um, I almost think... I, was, I always like... So you always see how many people are um, watching live, and you're like... Fuck, is this live almost better than it is of someone like Chris Williamson or whatever? Because he's only giving me an answer every 10th question or something like that. Like, he'd be getting a million questions where we literally can answer every question because... Yeah, we answered five or six So it's a lot... Yeah, it's a lot more personalised. That's... Yeah. We'll see how, like... um. Thank you. Finally, another f- a, f- a fucking question. Thank you, Alana. Thank, thank you. <laughs> ease the ease the silence there. <laughs> um, okay, f- that's a very good question. So we'll dig into it. Um, how to deal with social media pressures? Um, so if you ever want to expand on that, feel free to. But I feel like is that yeah. So social media pressures, especially as a woman or a man, we we see an end product. We see what. It's a highlight reel. So whatever someone's posting, no one wants to show you their flaws. Like, I'm not going to... People don't post videos of themselves crying or doubting themselves. They don't post videos of them opening up and being like, fuck, I'm not going to be good enough. They edit their photos. They only select the ones they like. They only post the pictures they feel really confident in themselves in. So then that's all we compare to. We only... That's why I like being vulnerable and, and saying, okay, yes, I fucking doubt myself sometimes or sharing stories. Jack d- does it really well. It's like you, you humanise us and and it just makes the fact we're all people with real lives and real we're experiences. We're fucking humans. Humans. Like, <laughs> fuck. It, it's good that some people are on pedestals. So, like, you know, professional athletes, fair enough, they're on the pedestals, but... People forget they're humans. I know you've spoken about it a lot, but so are these people on social media. All these TikTokers, anyone, everyone. <laughs> so, so, so then, so my thing is how to deal with social media pressures. There's a few simple things. One, to get off it more, just exposure. Yeah. But if it's going to be saying that you can't not face, like you find it hard to, if you find it hard to, um, 
if you feel like you're just going to be constantly on your phone and you feel like it's really hard to get off, you've got to find a way to interact with social media better. So maybe it depends on social media presses. Is it, do you feel like there's a pressure to – or maybe go, go out of your comfort zone and post something you aren't comfortable posting. That that just says fuck you to the doubts. You've just done it. What what? That I don't see anything. We, we we've done a TikTok live for an hour. Like that was un- we, before this thing. <laughs> yeah, we first, were nervous. First five we were minutes were really uncomfortable. First five minutes really uncomfortable. But guess what? Now I'm feeling way more comfortable because we just said fuck it. And there was some already. There was a few negative. Con- Who gives a fuck? But it was the only way we could address it was fa- by facing it. Yeah. So when you talk about social media pressure, if there's yeah, I've got a question for you, Alana. If you're still listening. So, could you maybe tell us the pressures you feel from social media? Because not everyone feels the same pressure in certain aspects. It's all different. It's it's relative to who you are. Um, whether it's the way you look or how much money you've got, there's there's range variety of things. Yeah. We'll answer George's question. Um, while while we so, how do you feel about putting a story on the internet? Is that story as in... I think it just means being sharing, being vulnerable, oh. like opening up. So how do I feel? <sighs> There's a, a sense of... like Jack's talked about relief before, I think you said relief. You yeah. said relief, weight off your shoulders to be able to share. Um, I feel sometimes proud yeah, just because, no, I, because I'm able to like be comfortable with myself. And, it, and I've had a lot of times where I really doubted who I was, my journey, everything. So you just feel... I feel proud that I'm able to be in a position where I feel comfortable in this space. But I feel like... <sighs> I think it's... It also comes down to not caring what anyone else thinks. We know... Oh, my God. I keep... You do this. I you know. need a notepad. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you need a fucking notepad. So... Oh, I just need a little question. She said, how do you feel about putting a story on the internet? So, like, the relief, the... Um, I think it's... I think it's knowing that someone hopefully gets something out of it. Yeah, like, the yeah. one that I just did, panic attacks, as an example. It's already gone off a little bit because yeah. people... So I had I had no idea it was this common, and then I've received probably like five to ten messages, and people like supporting it and say like fuck, thank you for um, sharing your story because some some people see me as this like larrikin and someone that doesn't really like I don't know they just don't really see me as someone that might struggle with that yeah. Um, I'm not saying I do, but I, I've experienced it. I have experienced it, and for me to share that story, I was, I wasn't expecting people. I wasn't expecting that response. I sort of just shared it because it was just in context with the podcast we were doing, and it ended up, you know, getting a really good response, which it fucking makes me proud because me sharing a story, if that means it can become like normalized, it shouldn't. All these people were saying they're scared that it's going to happen in a social setting, and mine hap- happened in probably the most social setting you get, like at yeah. a festival and when I was out. So I think it's just normalizing it. And yeah. when you get back to the question, putting your story on the internet, it's just, it's, it's still to other people. Well, it's sometimes it's, we just feel like with I feel like some people just feel like they're just throwing it out to, and then it's like fuck, I'm just going to get fucking hounded. Pe- people will watch it if they want to watch it. If they watch it and they didn't want to watch it, well, they've wasted their time. Yeah. And, yeah, the people that want to get something out of it... Will. Will. Yeah, okay. Um, Alana said, looks... Um, 
compared to people in your grade. Yeah. Yeah, that's fuck massive. I remember it. Oh, massive. It, and this is as blokes, like I'd only be worse for women. I'll only be worse for um girls when they're at school. Um it's so it's a social media pressures. So it's almost don't I don't like Okay, so the good ones are I think Alana Blanchard and I used to follow her and I think she posted and actually a lot of them do. A lot of the, you know, social media females with pres oh fuck, women with present presence. Um what they'll do is they'll post what they post in Instagram and then they'll show another angle or different lighting. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That is massive and I hope everyone looks at that and goes like they're just trying to look their best because that's what they want to put out. Everyone wants to put out the best. Yeah. And it sucks that we are pressured into wanting to be as good looking as them. But yeah. she's what well, I don't so she wants it's people in her grade. Yeah. That's what she's comparing to. So it's it's Beauty? Like, I don't know. No, but but then you're just looking at like other people. Yeah. So you're just looking at other people almost like Look in, it's like, it's like, okay, the only way I can relate this really quickly is like with footy. So I can, I can compare and be like, what am I comparing to other people and say, oh, look, look how good they are at this thing. So you might look at someone's social media alone and say, look how good she looks in this way or look at her post this way. But as soon as I started to look inwards at my footy and you might be able to look at your social media, it's like, what am I good at? And what can I like? What is my passion? What can I be really good at? What can I keep working on? What is my strengths? And, and looking inward and be like, what, 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 what am I? What's some of my values? And it might not be perfect, but a lot of us have things we're actually uniquely good at. Um, and just starting from there is is probably the best thing I can give you. I saw that comment. Um, it's probably the best thing I can say. Start start in inward and say, I have something. Just a little bit of hope in something and and being you like if you're passionate about saying you really want to post about certain things fucking do it um there's so much there's so much power in in being authentic and being the person you want to be especially with social media like my main i, I don't even post like anymore because it's like i don't even really know like um i just don't i don't post as much on social media just because like i, I mostly post on brooko mode but like I find it like... It just comes back to comparing... Because she's talking about people in her grade, I'm guessing, on social media. So even like different schools and you see them. One thing you've got to get over is looks. You're not going to be able to change... Yeah, you can put makeup on, you can dye your hair, tattoos, whatever. But like, this ain't going to change. Maybe as you get older, a little bit. I think you just gotta accept that you're stuck like this, and you gotta like I said. Accepting that, yourself. Do you know that post I did where I flick the fingers? Yeah. It's. I think the main one is. Here's how I saw it. Don't make your social media a highlight reel because then that ends up being the expectation that you have that lives with you. Yeah. So so if you if you post photos where you're only wearing makeup, where you're only presenting this perfect image of yourself, every time you go out into the real world. In your head, you might be thinking, oh, this person might 
expect me to be like this. Mm. And it becomes really hard to become uncomfortable or imperfect because you are, everyone is, but it becomes hard to become imperfect because you're constantly trying to project a perfect version of yourself. So by me being vulnerable, sharing all this stuff, I've learned to be publicly, socially accepting of the negative stuff, the the harder stuff, the f- shit feelings, the insecurities, the doubts. And then when I'm out in public and I have that negative feeling, guess what? I'm able to accept it, deal with it, move on because I've just got more comfortable with that negativity. Yep. So I hope that answers your question. So let us know if there's any other questions, Alana. Trixie, if you're still here, mate. Yeah, it was really good. Still in my kit, actually, from last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll probably stink Egan. Sorry, mate. Oh, no, I haven't noticed uh, it. We got a few footy questions. Yeah. Joel asked, he said, was that advantage? Um, no, it wasn't advantage. That's definite robbery. Not of the game, because I wouldn't guarantee okay. it, but it's my, poor decision. My thought on it was he kicked it. So he took advantage. Nah, it was too quick. No, yeah. It was too loud. I get he, that, but no he would, he would not, like, you can't hear. Yeah. But what I say to that as well, they gave the 50 metre against Oleg Markov and there's no chance he could have heard stand. Yeah. Like, and plus he was still moving. Like, it was just, I don't know, the umpiring was decent yesterday, but there was definitely a few. There's always going to be a few. Yeah. It's just in grand final, it becomes. You can't, tenth. you also can't pin that one, like, allowing advantage for the loss. Oh, yeah. There's so many, yeah. Go Pies. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he said, "Was Matt Stevick robbed of the norm yesterday?" Uh, to be honest, don't really care. Yeah, guy G- G- can't change it. Bobby Dazzler, he I, was on I'm, fire. I've man. been good at this. Like, I was actually angry. Not angry is the wrong word, but I was like a bit like I really wanted Brisbane to win, so I was a bit disappointed. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm I would a good like. My girlfriend taught me the skills. Like, be really present with that emotion whatever it is, for like a really short period of time and then it's just snapping out of it. I feel like I can just snap out of that and just like not care. Yeah. So that I feel a lot of the time we drag on these negative emotions because it's really hard to deal with it. So it's almost like sometimes we just got to like be really present with how we feel, not distract ourselves and then we only then can we really move forward. That is true, Joel. That was fucking unbelievable. How good that goal? I started... Uh, when he, um, s- s- uh, Mason Cox, mother on Mason Cox. See, I thought that could have been 50 as well. No, nah, because he, he was running oh, with the bloke and then he said play cl- on. Oh, nah. It was close. But I guess <laughs> I have a bit of pies. Yeah. I wanted, him, wanted them to win. But that goal was seriously fucked up. Yeah. Zach Bailey, it's weird. The norm at halftime could have gone to um, Bailey or Kanan Coleman probably. Yeah. And then Bobby Dazzler, man. Fucking turn one on. Oh, he, he had kicked for it at halftime. Had he? Yeah, that's he didn't kick any goals in the second half. He didn't. He hardly touched it after. He had did some good things, but eighteen touches. Yeah, and thirteen were in the first half. Oh, okay, he had four and thirteen. But how good was that holding the ball he got when he chased? Yeah, oh, yeah like, I don't know. His impact in the game oh, it was, was massive. Fucking yeah, fuck, it's huge. All right, that's that's gonna wrap it up. Unless we got any other comments, we'll give it a couple, couple seconds. But good to get the first live done. Yeah, I'll, I'm interested to see what's gonna like it'll be like on. TikTok, like the um, this stuff. Is that going to this stuff? You almost fucking seen me. <laughs> All right, that'll be it. Uh, I'll give it thirty seconds. See if there's any last comments uh, or questions. But yeah, thanks, thanks everyone. I don't know how many have stuck around, but hopefully something someone's got something out of that. And 
Right, cheers for the support, guys. Um, thanks, Ethan and um, Joel and whoever's been listening. But cheers, guys, and um, yeah, cheers. Don't know how to end this thing, but you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.